0: Uh, Jonathan Leesk is based in Ashburton where he is local democracy reporter mid-Canterbury. He's at the Ashburton Guardian. Uh, Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. Now, really interested in this story about what's happening in Methven. Of course, it's always seen as the base for those going to have fun and games up at Mount Hutt. Uh, What's happening with the proposed expansion of the resort?
1: Uh, the Methuen Resort is planning quite a sizeable expansion. They're looking at adding uh, two wings, two accommodation wings to the property on uh, basically along two of the boundaries. But some of the neighbours uh, aren't quite so keen on those plans. Uh, with one neighbour, Mark Brownley, saying that it's going to be a, an absolute brutal privacy intrusion. All, all these, if there's two hundred guests in there, they're going to be staring into his backyard. Uh, so that's two, if there's two hundred people there a night over 365 days of the year that's quite a few eyeballs peering into his back section with his young kids so he's not too keen uh so they've opposed it as have another couple of neighbors so it's gone to an independent commissioner to make the decision and i had the, the joy of sitting through the the hearing uh last week and hearing the arguments from both sides uh because the, the the hotel actually sits in a residential zone under the district plan so it's not quite a it's a non-complying activity But it always has been since it opened in the 1980s. And part of the the crux of the issue is whether that original 1982 resource consent is still legitimate or not.
0: Okay. And so is it quite technical in the end, what this is going to boil down to?
1: Yeah, because it's well the the 1982 consent was granted well before there was a Resource Management Act. Uh, There was a different council. There was different zoning rules. There wasn't even a district plan. So, whether it actually still holds up is sort of the legal argument because the original consent, the, the building was supposed to be built in an X formation. So, they got consent to build, uh, they basically got, got consent to build a resort to a certain size, but didn't have to rely on any detailed plans. The original plans were this X formation, they only built one of the wings. Uh, and so they're sort of arguing, well, we can, under that consent, build more wings under any sort of plan we want, because that's what we got consent for back then. And the council got some uh, legal advice back in 2007 from a previous owner's thoughts on expanding, that that consent had sort of lapsed and no longer was relevant. The argument is that the resource consent remains in perpetuity.
0: OK, and just uh, how big a change would it make if it went ahead to what people visualise there?
1: Uh, it would be three storeys high, so it's above, it's about 10.6 metres from memory at its highest point, so it would be quite the imposing uh, addition to the, to the structure. Oh. There are actually going to be two separate wings, they're not attached to the original wing, which I think the the, the main centre part of what was originally called Centre Point, but now it's called the Mefflin Resort. It's about 16 metres high. Okay. And under the residential sort of rules, nothing can be over 8 metres, so it sort of soars above that. So there's, there is some discussion over um, chopping off to, the third okay. floor to make it less imposing and ruining the neighbours' views of the beautiful Mount Harvest.
0: Now, staying with buildings, exciting times. Uh, finally, the new Library and Civic Centre in Ashburton due to cut the ribbon.
1: Yes, finally. Uh, councils always love to shout that phrase on time and on budget, but this uh, the Civic Centre and Library in Ashburton is neither. Uh, it's going to be finally open on December 18, uh, a year over overdue from when it was originally supposed to open, thanks to COVID impacts and whatnot. And it's going to come over the 5th million dollar price tag they just don't know exactly how far but it's been sort of guesstimated to be at least 10 percent or at most 10 percent over that so another seven or so million dollars but it's going to mean that the the existing library will close three weeks beforehand so they can move the 60,000 books they've got tucked in there over to the new space and a progressive move of all the staff and going to finally open for business on December 18. So it, it is a it's a big day. It'll put a couple of years of complaining from the community over the, the building and how long it's taken sort of behind everyone and they can move on with a brand new state-of-the-art building.
0: Now the great H debate, or H debate, <laughs> uh, and whether there should be an H at all. Can you explain?
1: Yes, well I, this, this sort of came about that I was reading a couple of council reports uh, about Wakanui, which is a little rural area uh, in, in Canterbury. There's a there's a creek named Wakanui. There's roads called Wakanui. There's a beach called Wakanui, uh, and they started spelling it with the H, so that would make it Thokanui, Um, sort of along the lines of the wanganui Fonganui sort of argument. So I, I I asked them what what's which is the correct one because if you you're sort of using a mixture of both, um, and they as well as I did went to um, Arafena for some advice, uh, and I got the advice from Tawera King, the Apoku, that uh, the correct spelling is with the H, but both spellings are acceptable. Uh, it all comes down to when the, the surveyors were doing the rounds uh, in the 1800s, they, they sort of missed the, that, that soft H sound, and so wrote it down as wakanui without the H. Uh, and because of the Naitahu dialect, which is the K instead of the NG, that's why it's Wakanui, but it's technically the same as Wanganui. So it sort of opened up this Pandora's box of opinion. Um, there's, there's families that have farmed down there for over 150 years who've got old farm maps and diaries that have no reference to uh, spelling Wakanui with an H. It's it's always been Wakanui. The school's been there. It's, it's Wakanui. The road signs are all Wakanui. And and, While no one's actually formally asked for it to change, there has been a lot of discussion in amongst the community about that the H is the correct spelling and, and maybe one day it could change, but for now it remains Wakanui, but you can feel free to pronounce it with the H.
0: Now let's have a look at some of what is coming up in your district to look forward to.
1: Well, there's an interesting project happening in the, in the Rakaya Gorge that those who like to go for a drive around in the, the summer holidays might want to detour through the inland route. Um, there's some new, some boring old new public toilets going in the Rakaya Gorge, uh, but next door to it they've installed a Matariki viewing deck. Uh, which is in, because of the Matariki viewing deck, they were able to get some tourism infrastructure fund grants to help build that project, and it's the the viewing deck's completed. Uh, just needs the toilets to go in, and that that's going to provide a, a superb viewing spot for the the Matariki uh, constellation come Matariki holidays. Very good. So ju- yeah, good, go good spot to stop in summer. Just a good spot to stop in summer if you've ever been through there.
0: Uh, speaking of summer, you'll be preparing, the whole district will be for a decent sized northwest west summer, given the current weather pattern.
1: Yes, well the council's already sent out the warnings to anyone relying on stock water that we're not anticipating uh, much in the way of moisture this summer, so uh, no one's used the big D word yet, but it is going to be quite dry by the sounds of things.
0: And uh, plenty of big winds on the way as well. Yes. Thank you Jonathan. Jonathan Leesk.